Well, it is great to see you here today. We've got folks that came from a lot of different directions. We, we had somebody that wanted to be a part of the Food Truck Fest that came from Michigan. That's awesome, isn't it? And then one person is from Ireland. I mean, people will travel for food trucks. Are there, those, those are foodies for sure. And uh, anybody hungry? Yeah. Well, listen, we want to be like that grandmother, you know, or that, that aunt that said, we don't want you to leave here hungry. Uh, we want you to feel at home, and we want to address that need of hunger. And so in just a few minutes, we're going to open the doors, and you can enjoy yourself, hang out. We give thanks to God there's no rain. Now, we do pray for rain for the farmers, but we give thanks there's no rain over this event. How many were here last year? Woo! I mean, we built an ark. It was so bad. And so uh, we just really give thanks for this awesome fall day. And we want to say to you, uh, you may be a guest today. Somebody may have invited you. You may be family today of somebody that's here. You may be just simply exploring this as a church uh, that you want to look at and and, uh, see as a, a faith community. We want so much. For you to feel at home. We want so much for you to sense the love and the grace of Jesus Christ in this time and throughout this day. And, and you may see people with um, uh, buttons that say, ask me about Martha. Who is Martha? Martha and her family were extremely generous. And one of the things they believed is that the church should be an outpost for mission and ministry. And so they gave the property here at the corner of Bass and Forsyth. And today, uh, we are a remnant of that same vision. And so today, we're glad that you're able to enter into that vision and be a part of us. Hunger, it's a very real thing. And around the world, we joke about, are you hungry today? It's a very real thing in different parts of the world. And we as a church uh, have responded and continue to respond. In 2016, our theme is addressing world hunger. And so we're doing everything from um, making sure that there are different places that have food around the world. And even locally with Backpack Buddies, we want to help our local community as well. And so today, we hope you brought a canned good because that's going to go to our local community for those in need who are hungry. But most of us haven't struggled with where our next meal is coming from. That's pretty obvious with me, isn't it? And, uh, and as I stand before you, a lot of us have not wondered, are we going to have the substance uh, to survive, uh, to make it through the day or to make it through the next couple of days? But, you know, hunger is a, is a real thing. And, and it's, it's awesome how we're wonderfully and fearfully made, how our brain uh, connects with uh, our, our body and our stomach communicates that we need something uh, for substance, for nutrition, uh, for energy. And, it, and it's a beautiful thing how that, that communication takes place. And it's important to respond to the needs of others. Like my wife, uh, she, we have three children, and she was pregnant three times. And I want to tell you that, uh, you like that math? And, and, and I just figured that out. No. And, and, and 
And the cool thing is uh, you learn to respond to the needs of others in terms of hunger because while she was pregnant, well, when she was pregnant the first time with Jacob, um, we would go on a trip while, you know, she was in the nine months, and I, I would say, baby, we're making good time. And she'd say, I'm hungry. And I'd say, baby, can we wait till the next exit? And she'd say, I'm hungry. And then, you know, I'd say, but we're making wonderful time. I think I'm going to break a speed record here. Could we keep going? And then she morphed into this extraterrestrial monster. Uh, Responding to hunger is an important thing. And I want us to talk about what we're hungry for. Not, Not in a physical sense, but emotionally and spiritually. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for this full house. We thank you that we have gathered together, and you've promised where two or more are gathered in your name, something significant, something supernatural will happen. And we pray that as we've talked about softening our hearts, making us open, we pray you'll give us a posture of openness for your Holy Spirit to do a great work in us. No matter who we are, no matter where we've come from, God, Today, we ask you to do a good work in us. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. Well, let me ask you, what are you hungry for? What are you hungry, what are you longing for? I want to say that God has wired us in such a way that we have a predisposition that there are longings within us And there is a longing within us to be satisfied, to respond to an appetite emotionally, relationally, spiritually. And you have your message notes, and I want to encourage you to grab that out of your bulletin. And there's a place for you to respond. And I want you just to take a minute and think about that question. What are you hungering for? One young woman this week was posed that question, and she paused, and she thought about all the different roles that she plays, wife, mother, employee, daughter, follower of Christ, and she said, I think I'm longing for free time, or the caregiver the wife who attends to her husband in his frailty and weakness. And she's modeling Christ-like love 24 hours a day. She's always on call. And I asked her, what are you hungering for? And she said, rest. I am fatigued. I'm worn out. Let me ask you, what are you hungry for? Someone posed the question to me this week, Tim, you're going to be preaching on it. What are you hungering for? And you know, I had to think, and and I couldn't answer right away. And it may be that you can't fill in this blank right away. And so I encourage you to let this be a point of meditation. And later in the week, it was as though the Spirit was helping me to understand what I was hungry for. Simplicity. That would be me. I am looking for simpler days with the different responsibilities that I have and we have as a church and 
and the different relationships that God has called me into and financial responsibilities, complicated things like an election. I, I want life to be simpler. Maybe that's what you're hungering for. Others uh, long for acceptance. They feel as though they've got to perform to receive love. And, and so they're performing out of that hunger. Others, contentment. Tim, I just want to be happy, and right now I'm not. And I, I just want to be contented in my circumstances. And so as I, I think about that and as you think about that, is it security? Is it a sense of financial security or just safety? Is it a need to be connected? You, you, you're, you don't feel rejected. You just don't feel like you're in authentic relationships with the people around you. Well, I want to share with you a story that may be familiar to some of you, and it is out of the Gospel of John in the fourth chapter it says that Jesus was going from Judea to Galilee. And as he was traveling, what was the custom, what would have been orthodox, is for him to go around Samaria. And so he's leaving Judea, going back to a place he knows well, Galilee, but he does something strange, countercultural. It says in the scripture in verse 4 of chapter 4 that he had to go through Samaria. Jesus did not have to go through Samaria. Folks would move away from Samaria. They would take the bypass around Samaria because Jews did not want to be around Samaritans. And so Jesus saw this bigotry, saw this racism, and, and then there's parts of the religious understanding that if he went into Samaria, he would be counted by the Pharisees as unclean. But strangely, it says in your scripture that he had to go. You know, that speaks to me because I want to ask the question, why did he have to go? Jesus didn't have to do anything he didn't want to do. But he was acting out of obedience, and he had an appointment with a woman that had no idea. She had many questions. And so he comes into Samaria. He, he sits by a historic well. The Jews knew it well. And he, he's thirsty, the scripture says, and he's hungry. And the disciples say to him, First of all, why are we coming this way? This is not right. And number two, would you like for us to go into the village and get some food? For we are hungry. And it says that he was thirsty and hungry and weary. And he sent them on in to get food. He chose not to go with them to the food trucks. <laughs> okay. And so he stayed back. And was right there at the well. And a woman, from a Samaritan woman, comes up. And she sees him. And you have to know the, the background contextually. Men are, are not to speak to women in that setting. They were second class citizens. 
women were looked with looked upon with contempt and 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 so he does something unorthodox again he comes through samaria and then he speaks to a woman do you see these walls that are coming down and he says will you give me a drink he identifies his human need i've been hungry and the disciples my followers are going into the village to get food will you give me a drink and i gotta say she was blown away if you look at the scripture she's shocked she's she's dumbfounded i a woman am being asked by a man to do something it's an act of kindness and he has approached me and and i a samaritan and she says to him how is it that you, a Jew, would ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink? And he responds, and I love the way Jesus creates curiosity. He moves from the physical realm to the spiritual realm. And he says, if you knew the one who was asking you for a drink, you would ask him for living water, and you would never thirst again. And she said I want this water she was longing she was thirsting and hungering you know it says in the scripture that eternity is set in our hearts a great theologian said there is a God-shaped void in all of us there is a hole in our heart there's a yearning for God He's tapping into that. And he's identifying the brokenness that she is tied to, that she is a woman in a patriarchal culture, that she is a Samaritan considered a half-breed and unclean by Jewish standards. And then he takes it a step further. Jesus, are you sure you want to go here? But Jesus reaches to our greatest needs. And so with this woman, he says, well, go get your husband. And she says, I have no husband. And he says, you are right. For you've had five husbands. And the man you are living with is not your husband. A checkered past. She had lived with she had been put off because of her gender because of her race but now because of maybe decisions she made or didn't make we don't know her name and we don't really know her story it could have been that she was abused sexually and she ran to the very ones that exploited her and she thought well if I have a serial linked relationship with men one right after the other that will meet a need that will fill a hole and obviously it didn't turn out well so she was hungry she was thirsty she was longing and I want to submit to you that she was longing for belonging she was looking for connection you know 
there's a sense in which our, we live in one of the greatest times. I want to say that. There are questions about some things in our day that we may not be happy about. But in terms of being able to communicate in almost real time, it's fascinating to me. And there can be some wondrous things about that. There can be some awesome things about that. But it gives us a false sense that when we're posting things, like in a good way we posted the minions who are out there already so that folks will know the minions are here. They're wandering in the church parking lot somewhere right now. And, and, and we'll be posting all through the day. What an what a awesome thing that is. And there's a sense in which we can feel like we're connected, but it's almost as though we have a pseudo-connection. A study was done of mothers and fathers who feed their infants, whether with the female nursing or with bottle. And, 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 and one of the distractions that we have today is that well, we know that scientifically there's something about the eye contact, the expressions, and all of the neurons that are working in forming relationships in intimacy and in infancy with a child. And yet we have mothers and fathers who are looking at their phones. There's a sense in which we feel like we're connected here, but then there's a, a disconnect here. So there's this artificial feeling as though we're with people when in reality we're really not. And I think it's safe to say that all of us today long to be in relationship with others. And all of us today have an intrinsic hunger to know the one who created us. And while we were once estranged from God, this is what the Samaritan woman understood. Once we were estranged, put off, distanced, God went the distance. Jesus went into Samaria. He had to go because of a divine appointment where he connected with this woman and she was able to say, are you not a prophet? And then she ran into the community and said, come meet the man that knows everything about me and still loves me. I want to say to you, there may be something that has stood in the way of you filling that hole in your heart, that God-shaped void, that hunger. Maybe for you it's shame. Maybe someone has shamed you. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's a desire or an obsession for something good, but it's too much. And it just won't fit. Here's the great news. Christ had to come to earth. Just like he had to come to Samaria. And he gave his life on the cross. For you and me. And when we 
receive that grace, that unmerited favor, that emptiness in us can be filled. Maybe you've come in here today and you've been hungering, and that's an okay thing. You've been searching. That's a good thing. You've brought your question. I applaud that. But the big answer is this. Christ loves you. And you are a child of God. You belong. One of the things that we really value at this church, in fact, that's why we had this event. It was our prayer that folks would come onto this campus in some small way. We wanted to send out a message that we're here to be a ministry and you too can belong. Look at your message notes real quick at the very end below the scripture. I want to encourage you to think about this. I want you to go back up to that first question, what is it? that you're hungering for. Uh, Take these with you, and this week, think about that. There's no wrong answer. What is it that you're hungering for? And bring that hunger as a catalyst to go deeper in a relationship with Christ. And then, what is it that stands in the way? Maybe you can fill in the, the other blank at the bottom. I will no longer allow shame, rejection, being divorced, whatever it may be, from keeping me from knowing that I belong. Did you know that in Christ you are a child of God? I am a child of God. Say that with me. I am a child of God. And that's the next part is I want you to take that step of faith. Take that step of faith, believing the reality that you belong to Jesus Christ. One of the good things about being a Christ follower, and if you'd like to receive Christ today, uh, any one of our staff, I'd love to talk to you and pray for you as you receive Christ. But one of the wonderful things is when you ask Christ to fill that hole, to to occupy that void you become a part of a much bigger community doesn't always happen in that way sometimes you become a part of the community and then you find Christ but here is what I want to say to you that this can be a place for you to feel connected just like that Samaritan woman who longs to belong a family of faith like this can make a huge difference let's pray together